Hello, landing page optimization listeners. This is your host, Tim Ash. Next time you browse through iTunes or the Google Play Store on your smartphone, make sure to land on and download the webmasterradio.fm mobile app. Listen to new episodes of LPO every Monday or catch up on all the interviews featuring me speaking with the best and brightest conversion thought leaders of today. Download the webmasterradio.fm mobile apps in the iTunes Store or via Google Play today. Welcome to LPO, Landing Page Optimization. Landing Page Optimization expert Tim Ash is here to show you what it takes to create optimal landing pages. LPO brings you detailed case studies, opinions, and analysis from the leaders of landing page optimization. Now here's your host, Tim Ash. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Landing Page Optimization. I'm your host, Tim Ash, the CEO of SiteTuners and chairperson of the Conversion Conference. And today, my guest is Robert Brady, who's the director of PPC and Conversion at Traficado. Welcome, Robert. Hey, glad to be on the show. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, well, you know, that's a kind of a long-winded, self-important title. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just kidding. But why director of PPC and conversion? Why are those? Uh, t- tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, as a as an agency, we manage paid search campaigns for our various clients, and that includes multiple platforms: AdWords, Bing Ads, Facebook, LinkedIn. But uh, the reason that we feel PPC is really tied to conversion is that we're being judged on an end result. And while you know PPC technically only relates to you know getting the click, getting them to the landing page, you really have to be pretty integrated into their entire process, or you, they're not going to see the results. You're going to look bad, and it's just not going to work. Okay, so basically, uh, like I say, you know, you can't just drop the the traffic off at the front door. You have to walk it into the house and set it up and make sure it's comfortable. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, um, so, uh, we, but so that that role or that title of you know director of PPC and conversion is just a recognition that that those two can't really be separate activities. Tell us what's happened. Uh, you know how you got to that spot though. Was there something uh, experiences you had with clients or in your past that uh, where that disconnect happened and there was some kind of bad outcome? Well, the first job I had right out of college, I was in-house with a little software company. And so I just got used to the idea of, you know, we managed the pay-per-click, we brought the traffic in, and it was all about closing and sales. And so I I got that. Uh, When I went to my first agency job, that's when I started getting kind of introduced to that idea that they actually had a, you know, us managing the PPC, but, you know, they were in charge of the website. And so I felt like there was a disconnect there. And probably the first you know, when this really crystallized for me was uh, a specific client that had exceptionally high expectations. And I really felt like we were doing a great job with their AdWords campaigns. We were bringing in great traffic. It was highly qualified. Um, but the landing experience was very poor. And I had, you know, told them that at the very beginning of the relationship that we needed to improve it. Uh, they didn't have the bandwidth because they were they had deployed their developers in you know other stuff that they felt was higher priority, and so they couldn't get us new landing pages. And basically, you know, after a short engagement, I think it was about three months, they canceled us and you know said, hey, you know, you guys just aren't getting the job done. 
you don't uh, know I, what you're doing, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's all I your felt, fault. Yeah, I felt a little bit gypped because I was doing a, you know, I, I was delivering great traffic, but if it doesn't convert, then you look bad. And so that was kind of what really crystallized it for me. Okay, so really it's a question of, in a sense, turf and territory and division of labor or transparencies. If you don't, um, you, you can't, what I almost hear you saying is you can't really run a PPC campaign unless you get to affect the downstream experience. Is that oh, too yeah, extreme or is that is that a fair statement? Uh, I think it's a fair statement, but it's just an understanding that, you know, no one segment of your, your internet marketing strategy can exist in, in a silo because they all have overlap. And, you know, PPC is bringing in leads that's then being turned over to, you know, either an e-commerce site to convert them to sale or they're going to some type of sales team where they have to be nurtured and closed on. Uh, and, and if those teams don't work together, a lot of stuff falls through the holes. Okay, so again, give me some uh, examples of what kind of disconnects there are when two different parties are handling those two activities. Yeah, I mean, with uh, with one client in particular, they were a technology company that uh, produced a uh, you know a really nice software suite, and they also sold a lot of content that people could then buy to use with the software down the road. Um, they had an internal tech team that was constantly busy keeping the site up, uh, loading in new products, supporting you know all of those efforts. And when we were trying to get these new landing pages and improve that conversion experience, uh, we just weren't getting the priority, and so we couldn't get you know we couldn't get their time, we couldn't get their efforts. And so I think that's a that's a big one for companies where. Uh, you're trying to share an internal resource is, you know, when you're the agency and they're an in-house team, it's hard to get your stuff prioritized. Yeah. So they, I mean, their loyalty is going to be to their company and the person that signs their paycheck and that compounded with the, pro- the fact that, well, you know, just the really blunt it guys are, you know, always very busy and they don't have the time for marketing. I mean, they don't think you know, product development, feature improvement, customer service kind of complaints always bubble up to the top. Marketing is a nice to have, not a somebody's, you know, knocking on my door today kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And if they can keep, you know, if they can improve site load speed, then they're going to get, a pat on the back because that's something they're directly responsible for. If they improve the landing pages and, you know, we start seeing a great return. If, you know, if they, they don't feel like they're going to get the recognition for a job well done on that because they feel like it's going to go to, you know, the agency. Uh, and so I really try to, to really call out any, any assistance that I get from other parts of the company, be really grateful, you know, laud them and really, you know, praise them so that they understand that working, you know, helping us helps the company, and and we give the love back to them. Okay, so uh, so it sounds like okay, that's a good kind of uh, coping strategy, which is to spread the love. Another might be actually to incentivize them uh, from the campaign itself. You know, for any improvements in campaign performance, we've seen that with with some of our clients. But it also sounds like maybe it's just in the wrong bucket. Uh, what do you think of the idea of actually? You know, moving control of the landing pages to the people running the campaign, uh, as opposed to the webmaster or the IT team. I mean, most landing pages, okay, maybe they have a form on them or something like that. Uh, but why do you need? Uh, well, let's let's say not in the case of an e-commerce catalog, which obviously needs to be maintained centrally. But dedicated pages, are you a fan of moving them off of IT's plate? 
Oh yeah, huge fan. If you can get the creation of the land, if you can get the landing experience into the hands of the marketing team, uh, without exception, I've seen improved results. Okay, and um, yeah, so but you do need to still deal with IT. So, like I said, to make the forms work and so on. So, uh, what are some other tactics you suggested? One is you know kind of making sure that they got credit and and. Uh, uh, you know, for their for their efforts and their contribution, what else can you do to kind of get IT on your side when you do have to deal with them? I think that a lot of it starts in the very earliest phases of the client relationship, where you've got to say, "Hey, like we're going to need IT involved," and try to bring them in as early into the process as possible, so that they know, "Hey, like." These guys want me to be working with them. You're getting, you know, time carved out uh, in whatever, you know, task management system they're operating. Um, but even in, you know, the kind of the onboarding and the, you know, even as early as like the contract and proposal phases, bringing the bringing the IT guys in and saying, hey, you know, this is what we're going to need to succeed, and understanding their capabilities and constraints so that they, you know feel like, you know, everybody feels like they're on the same team. You can be considerate of, you know, other constraints that they have uh, and, you know, get that stuff slotted so that it gets done. Okay, so I heard two things really. One is make sure that they're, that the time is allocated, you know, contractually or, you know, you in a documented way anyway. You're saying we're going to get this much of your time and uh, here's the heads up about when we're going to need it, right? Yeah, for sure. And then the the other thing is actually actively involve them in meetings and in the planning process so that they they feel more engaged. Yeah, I like to have at least one person that you know I've met face to face that I've had direct that I have a direct contact with, and and really maintain a good relationship with them so that they know that when I'm asking, hey, when is this landing page going to go live? That I'm not trying to beat them over the head with it. Uh, that really I just need an estimate and then I once I have an estimate that I can plan accordingly so that okay. you know, firing on all cylinders. Fantastic. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in two minutes after a word from our sponsors. More LPO landing page optimization in just a moment. Conversion Conference makes its way back to Chicago June 11th through the 13th. Register now at ConversionConference.com. Conversion Conference Chicago 2013 will feature the best in conversion marketing to help you drive leads and revenue. Plus, WebmasterRadio.fm's Tim Ash will host a premium half-day of landing page optimization training. Learn how to create persuasive content, design landing pages that trigger your visitors to action, and convert blog readers into customers. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can get $100 off early bird registration by going to ConversionConference.com and using promo code WMFM. Remember to listen to Tim Ash Mondays on WebmasterRadio.fm for landing page optimization. For the latest details on Conversion Conference, register right now for Conversion Conference Chicago 2013, June 11th through the 13th at ConversionConference.com. 
Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Hold on to your white hat or... Black Hat, WebmasterRadio.fm is ready to take you behind the backlinks. We're digging and scraping past the surface of everyday news and views of search engine marketing and dropping our proverbial anchor text on the important issues affecting the industry with our panel of search engine insiders. Behind the backlinks. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. On demand, anytime, inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. Uh, This is your host, Tim Ash, with LPO, Landing Page Optimization, here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Um, uh, my guest today, Rob Brady, we were just talking before the break uh, about IT and some strategies for getting them to help you with the landing pages. But it also kind of, again, except with the exception of an e-commerce catalog, which is a, a, a technical, a pretty technical thing, um, to me, IT shouldn't be involved at all in anything in you know, kind of more static websites or, or dedicated standalone landing pages. Uh, I mean, yeah, you need to... Maybe you know, once you fill out a form, make a call somewhere, and it gets posted to a database, presumably, or something like that. And there's some error handling and validation, and I might need IT support. But really, um, what, can you clarify what's what role you see for the actual creation of the page? Who does that? Who creates the content? Who creates the concept? Who creates the visual design of it? It's, it can't be IT. I, I, at least I hope not. Oh no, marketing should be in charge of all that stuff. Okay, so you're basically saying create a page, uh, cut it up, make a working page out of it, hand it to IT to, to put in the back-end plumbing and to put it on the site. You can get it. That's the best way. Yeah, okay, so uh, so marketing should be in charge. Okay, so let's talk about that. Uh, one question we, we get is that uh, depending on how you structure your pay-per-click campaigns, traffic's landing on different pages, so there's not you know this notion of just a – a single page. I mean, really bad pay-per-click campaigns send all traffic's you know, a company's homepage or something. But uh, talk to us about how many kind of ad groups or campaigns you're typically running, and how specialized should the landing experiences be? One of the most successful programs that I've seen 
uh, utilizes dynamic variables in the URL so that uh, the landing page is relevant to what they're searching for, but they're actually inserting a headline and they're actually matching the call to action with the ad copy in the paid search campaign so that there's kind of that there's that message match is very tightly integrated. You know, they, they do their search, they see an ad where the keyword is in the ad copy, and the ad copy messaging, once they end up on the landing page, is right there, it's the same thing. And that continuity really helps put them at ease, uh, it helps reduce anxiety, helps increase trust, so that when you, know, you set the expectation with the ad, get to the page, you deliver on that promise, and then they can move into you know, the real body of the landing page, which is doing the heavy lifting and actually, you know, converting that person. Okay. So I, I want to key off on that because I, I often talk about this as you, as you probably know, which is, uh, keeping your promises that when someone comes to your landing page, they did just materialize out of thin air. They, they came from somewhere. And in the case of a pay-per-click ad, uh, well, it was just that it was whatever the, the copy and the text is and whatever the, the keyword match for that ad was. So matching that intent is, is probably the most important thing, right? Yeah, and that's one of the the major advantages that paid search offers is you have a lot more insight into why that person's there, especially in keyword-based systems where you know what they searched, you know the ad copy that they saw, why can't you serve them a highly relevant, customized, well, you know, not one, maybe not a one-to-one customized experience, but a much more custom experience than it's like, oh, hey, like, you're in this campaign and we have 50 ad groups and they're all kind of about this category. So we'll throw them onto this category page and they'll find what they're looking for. I mean, why okay, can't you how, get them close how, to the goal? Well, well, you certainly can. And I mean, to me, this is just, you know, basic one-on-one stuff from the, uh, I mean that if someone, if someone else out there listening and not doing this, if you at least don't have dynamic, you know, title insertion in your page or something like that for different keywords, uh, then you better get on it as soon as we get off, as you get off of listening to this podcast. You know, specifically, um, even language matters. Uh, for if you refer to something one way, but somebody's searching for it another way, uh, don't try to change their mind, right? Don't try to use your language. Just match whatever language, whatever their kind of mental framework for the uh, for what they're doing is. Uh, don't try to reinvent the wheel or recast it into something else. Exact match what they're doing, what they're saying, right? Yeah, the best example I heard of that was actually at a conversion conference in San Francisco a couple years ago where they brought up the example of uh, table tennis versus ping pong. Uh-huh. And it, if you're a real hardcore player, you know you, you probably view yourself as a table tennis professional. But uh, right. if you're trying to sell paddles and balls and nets and tables, then you know pretty much everyone else calls it ping pong, and you just have to accept that and roll with it. Yeah, that's right. That's that's ninety nine point nine percent of people that play the game. Yeah, or, or more importantly, have heard of the game, right? Uh, even non players yeah. will call it ping pong. Almost no one. I mean, you'd have to be a, a a pretty academic guy to call it table tennis, I think, or pretentious snooty is another word that comes to mind. I mean, I know, with all due respect to you know people that play the game at a high level, it's certainly a very physically demanding, athletic game, and and a very hard skill to learn. So I don't want to get any nasty hate mail from the table tennis folks. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, but yeah, even even things like that. Uh, another thing is uh, speak like a person, use common language, and not try to uh, use this kind of nicheified insider knowledge of stuff. I mean, do you see companies doing that that are where they they use industry jargon and uh, you know in their on their landing pages or in their ads instead of uh, kind of using more the more common touch, if you will. I've, I've just recently added a client that's in the financial space, and I thought internet marketers had a lot of acronyms, but in the banking world, they use they can out acronym anybody it seems like, and that <laughs> and that carries that carries over into their into their landing pages. They throw around a lot of acronyms that you know. I, you know, I, of course, am comfortable asking the client, like, oh, hey, what does this acronym stand for? What does that acronym stand for? And they'll tell me and explain it. And, but, I, you know, I look at a landing page, it's like, how many of these people coming to you um, understand the lingo at the depth that you do? Uh, so acronyms are, are kind of something that I'm dealing with right now that really comes to mind. Yeah, or as I call it, AMLA, you know what that is? <laughs> no. and, and another multi-letter acronym. Um, oh gosh! Yeah, so you know, the acronyms are the worst because they they uh, assume kind of like well, the the thing is, I I can't, I can't say that we, we I, what what it strikes me as is that you can't really even understand your own assumptions. Um, you know, so you think acronyms are normal because you use them all the time. Time, you know, we we use ROI for example, or we use PPC, and you know, like you said, in online marketing, it's it's SEO, it's acronym and CRO, LPO. Uh, the topic of this very show, right? Uh, it's just, but at the same time, uh, we have to stand back and say, well, what are what's successful? And I think that um, I read somewhere that USA Today was written for a fifth grade or seventh grade reading level, and that that's not that high in this country to start with, okay? Uh, but you know, we have to remember that people don't have the they don't want to plow through really dense stuff. They don't want to read James Joyce's Ulysses where you labor over every word and find the deep meaning in it. They have ADD when they're in front of a web browser, right? Yeah, and I just kind of was interested the other day. I ran across, I saw PPC on an advertisement, just a junk mailer, right? And there's a restaurant nearby where I live that's called Pizza Pie Cafe. <laughs> and so their logo it's PPC, and they, you know, the ad had a big PPC on it, and I was like, holy cow, like, oh, oh, it's just a pizza place. <laughs> uh, yeah, and by the way, LPO is a common term, and I use it as a hashtag on Twitter, and um, it turns out it's it's something like, it, I, I see this really weird stuff in the thread for LPO uh, once in a while, because uh, there's a, a pretty well-known concept, apparently something like legal process outsourcing. It's basically, you know, Outsourcing, uh, you know, the back end of legal work to uh, develop developing world, and but they call it LPO, you know, and so it's just, uh, you can't even assume your ac acronym is safe. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, we're uh, we're gonna go into another break, but when we come back, I want to hear about uh, this weird thing you have for um, fondling cows. Uh, can we do that, please? <laughs> Uh, this is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. More LPO, Landing Page Optimization, in just a moment. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Time now for another exciting episode of Pace of Analytics. Brought to you by AnalyticsSEO.com. In our last adventure, our hero was fending off his evil nemesis, Rhino the Algo. Oh, that ruthless rhino has updated the algorithm again, and our website is falling down the rankings fast. Have no fear. Use our automated SEO tool to stay updated and to monitor your site with detailed reports. Or use our multi-site project management tool to manage all of your sites to stay on top. Take it from our fearless friend and be your own SEO hero with AnalyticsSEO.com. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? (laughs) You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. (laughs) Aim clear. The agency brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Looking behind the news affecting internet marketing. Bringing to light views from the voices, speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you. Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital. Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Listen to the debut episode on demand now, inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to LPO, Landing Page Optimization, only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's Tim Ash. And we're back. This is your host, Tim Ash, for LPO, Landing Page Optimization. And uh, my guest today is Robert Brady, the director of PPC and Conversion at Trafficado. Robert, before the break, I had uh, intimated something about your, your sordid agrarian past. Tell us how you grew up. Uh, I grew up on a small farm in southeastern Idaho. We had a dairy until I was about 12, 13 years old. And then uh, we kind of transitioned into raising beef. And uh, now specifically, my dad raises really high-quality grass-fed beef. Great. Well, that's a you know, the sustainable kind of uh, green thing to do, I guess. Uh, or, or you can just eat bean curds, cut out the meat completely. That's what all of my uh, you know vegan friends would be telling you. Um, so tell me specifically. You talked about something a deep diving into cows. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, in my own defense, you did ask what the weirdest thing was that I'd ever done on a farm. And so, oh, hey, hey, hey uh, no, no, no defense necessary. But uh, yeah, when when you uh, you know when you're working with cattle, obviously you know they calve every year, and so uh, a lot of times you'll do a pregnancy check, and it's a very manual experience where you've just got to reach in there and feel the the little calf fetus and project about how big it is and say, okay, the cow seems to be about this far along, so we can expect the calf to come out in about this long. <laughs> 
Well, you said there's no such thing as ultrasound for cows, I guess. I'm sure there is, but when you're on a small farm, you can't afford an ultrasound machine. You just do it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> well, very good. Okay, there's there's my visual for the morning, and uh, I think we converted a few more folks to to raw food. Okay, uh, <laughs> so uh, let, let's uh, let's get back to the topic of, of conversion rate optimization and and uh, how it intersects with PPC. Though, can you give a, a couple of uh, you know one we talked about aligning intent and having the um, kind of very specific match on landing page for what's what's happening upstream. Uh, what other tactics are you using to increase conversion in PPC campaigns? One of the things that I have found really improves results, and this is probably a little bit more on the lead generation side, is to simplify the landing experience. Uh, a lot of people feel like their website you know, the vision of their website is is based upon the home page, and the home page is you know the jack of all trades for your site. It has to make everybody happy. The existing users are looking for a login. New users might be looking for you know very different things, and it's got to direct people where to go. And so there's usually a lot more going on there. Uh, and with a, a landing page experience where you have that insight, you understand. Uh, a little bit of the intent that drove them to the site. You know what messaging you presented to them, got the click. If you can simplify that experience so that it very quickly presents them the major define, you know, the major benefits that you feel sell the product. I mean, one of my favorite questions with a client is to talk to a salesman and tell and ask him. You know, when you're on the phone with a customer and you feel like they're really close to making, you know, to, to making the purchase, but they're not quite there, you know, what's the last thing you tell them? Because that's what you want to present to people on the Internet as, as soon as possible. It's like the most salient, the most valuable point that you can because you don't have a lot of time. And the quicker you can get to the point, uh, the better and, you know, you can present a lot more information on a landing page if you want to go the long copy route, you know, so that they can continue scrolling for the more methodical, uh, you know, cycle, you know, uh, person, persona. But a lot of times simplifying landing experience goes a long way. And, you know, some simple things are just, you know, taking out the navigation, you know, reducing really busy, you know, m you know, busy element or just, Visually compelling, but not adding any value. Yeah, uh, I call it business porn, like stuff. stock photography and stuff like that on the page. Yeah, I mean, basically the way that I, that I describe it, very similar idea, is that you want your landing page to have kind of almost a zen-like stillness where the call to action naturally arises out of it and, and not to be a Turkish bazaar that, where everything's competing for your attention. Uh, one one final question yeah. I wanted to ask you before we sign off, and that is this notion of um, you know the the quality of the traffic versus the quantity. Uh, now, you know, some people say, hey, just get all the traffic, get all the eyeballs. You're getting the branding of people leasing your ad, even if the click through rate's low. Uh, other people say, look, I want really highly qualified people. I'd rather be really upfront about what's going to happen on the next page, like we're going to ask you to subscribe or buy something. Uh, and not get the click if they're not serious. Where do you fall on that, or what are your thoughts on on, on the, how specifically you should target the, those those people? First of all, it's something that we test with every client. 
but like I was mentioning earlier, the you know the new client that I've got in the banking industry, they're very they very much want to do pre qualification before the click, and so the ad copy is um, very direct, and it includes some pretty heavy modifiers that they want to weed a lot of. Obviously, I explained that. If, like, okay, if, you, if you're not serious, you know we don't even want you to click, right? Oh yeah, it's telling them right away, like two or three of the very major considerations. Like, you're not going to get through. You're not going to get past step one if you can't meet this stuff. And we're telling it to them on a search engine results page. Uh, so it's doing a lot of pre-qualification. Uh, we're testing a couple of different messages, uh, a little bit, some a little softer, some very hard, and. You know, we're we're putting together that tracking puzzle so that we can see all the way through. You know, how many leads we're getting, how they're progressing through the pipeline, how many of them are closing, so that we'll be able to judge which approach is actually better. At the end of the day, close business in the door, and then optim. You know, and then go back and be like, okay, this messaging works, and kind of validate or you know invalidate the hypothesis. Okay, so in other words, as uh, as I like to say uh, often on this show, the bottom line is the bottom line. So you have to measure it all the way to the result and see what works better. Uh, Robert, I'm afraid that's all the time we have. You have been terrific. Uh, Robert, as some of you may know, has been a, a speaker at Conversion Conference. We have another one coming up, our Chicago show. That's on uh, June 11th and the 12th, uh, workshop morning with me on the June 13th if you want to stick Round for our loyal Webmaster Radio listeners, if you use the code WMFM, you get $150 off of your registration. So go to conversionconference.com, promo code WMFM. Thanks again, Robert. We loved having you on the show. Thanks a lot, Tim. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.